You're listening to Moments from the Mount, a podcast from Mount Calvary Lutheran Church and Pastor Benjamin Schaefer. This is a sermon that was recently preached in our congregation. You can learn more at mtcalvaryreading.org or watch a sermon there. Thanks for listening. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. God's word for us to meditate on this morning is from Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. There we hear, All the tax collectors and sinners were coming to Jesus to hear him. But the Pharisees and the experts in the law were complaining, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. He told them this parable. Which one of you, if you had 100 sheep and lost one of them, would not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that was lost until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls together his friends and his neighbors, telling them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent? Or what woman who has ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, would not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says, Rejoice with me, because I have found the lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the word of the Lord. Welcome, 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 welcome. Now that's a word we hear in all sorts of settings. It stares up at us from our neighbor's doorstep or from our own as we search for our keys to unlock the front door. It hangs outside businesses and beckons buyers to enter. Welcome, gets emblazoned on banners when troops finally come home from serving our country overseas. Welcome. The word has a special place in our worship, too. It's on our lips when we greet one another to God's house, and it is shown in our actions when we shake the hand of a visitor or sit next to someone in the pew and help them find their way through the service. Welcoming words and welcoming actions are important welcoming. That's exactly what the Pharisees had against Jesus in our gospel for today. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were muttering, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. The tax collectors and the public well-known sinners were coming to Jesus and gathering around him, and they were eating with Jesus, and the religious elite, the Pharisees, they could not believe it. Jesus gave those Sinners, a warm welcome. How dare he? What degrading behavior. At least that's what they thought. But my friends, it's worse than that. Far worse than just welcoming sinners, if you consider it from the Pharisees' perspective. Because Jesus isn't just welcoming them. This gospel summarizes the heart of what Jesus is all about. The heart of what we believe. Martin Luther said, This gospel section contains the teaching we hold and boast as our chief doctrine, the true Christian teaching. 
Now, what do we see from our Lord in this account? What does Jesus show us that takes us way beyond a warm welcome? Well, there's a difference between just being welcoming, being friendly, and being a friend to someone. Jesus shows us more than just a warm welcome. He shows us that God seeks sinners. And God is seeking sinners in two ways. Completely and carefully. Jesus shows us the lengths to which love, God's love and even our own, will go for the sake of the lost. This gospel opens up new doors for us as Jesus shows us what heaven is like too. What happens in heaven when one sinner repents and trusts in God's love. Today, Jesus gives us more than a warm welcome. Now, Jesus speaks in in two everyday parables, kind of two everyday stories as he talks to the Pharisees and the people who are gathered there. And the first image is this image of a lost sheep. Jesus said, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Now, a a shepherd with a flock of a hundred sheep is doing pretty well for himself. I mean, that's a large flock by the standards of Jesus' day. And the shepherd would have a large amount of responsibility. But what happens if one of them wanders off and gets lost? Now, you might say the shepherd has options, right? I mean, he, he could go out and, 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 and find him, or he could just wait. And he could wait and hope that the sheep finds his way back. You know, after all, he's got 99 other sheep, right? He's got plenty to do on his plate. Forget about that sheep. What would he be losing out on, the a wool? Well, sure, a little bit, but but he's still got 99 more. What's the big deal? But to Jesus, every sheep is a big deal. He is the shepherd who loves the sheep so much that he is seeking them, searching for them, looking for them completely with, a, with, a, with, a, with an eagerness. And Jesus isn't talking about sheep here. He's talking about people. When it comes to people, each individual soul matters to Jesus. He is not content to let anyone just wander away and get lost. For Jesus, there is only one option. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Jesus goes after the lost. It involves a little bit of risk, too. He's leaving the 99, going after the one. He's willing to do that because he's seeking us out completely, a total focus. You know, we know what it's like to lose things. You know, like I mentioned to the kids this morning, we had a children's message. I talked about about the car keys and, and losing things around the house, losing your homework. And we might even be able to grasp, maybe, maybe you've gone through where you lose uh, something far more important, like a child in a, a busy water park or at a county fair. But the intense search that we go through for things is nothing compared to the searching love of God and the joy he finds when he actually finds a sinner. Jesus goes beyond a warm welcome and he seeks us completely. Luke tells us when he finds it, he joyfully puts that sheep on his shoulders and goes home. He's not done. He, he calls his friends together then too. And, and he says, rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. Let's throw a party. I tell you that in the same way, Jesus said, 
There will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. And it's right about here where the Pharisees would have started to squirm. Because Jesus is asking, what makes God happy? What does the true God sing about? What makes the angels jump for joy? And the Pharisees would have said to themselves, well, I make God happy. I'm such a good person. I lead such an upright life. Of course, God loves me because I am righteous. I live blamelessly. <laughs> He's got to love me. But that is the religion of self. That is the religion focused on law and performance. And if we are looking to ourselves for our standing in God's sight, then in the end, we will be standing in hell. Jesus shows us here what makes his teaching, his way, his truth different from every other religion on earth. What makes God happy is to search, to seek out sinners, and then to bring them home. Jesus wasn't just here on earth to set up shop and, and let people wander in. No, Jesus went out and found them. He found sinners. And he went out and he went to the cross and he died for sinners. And he went and he rose from the dead on the third day. And he has ascended into heaven and he rules everything for our good, for the good of his sheep. And his love endures forever. And so this gospel really pictures for us two types of people in this world. There are those that criticize Jesus and those that listen to Jesus. Until a person recognizes that he or she is lost, until a person realizes that he or she is a sinner, that person will have lots of advice and little use for Jesus. Now the Pharisees didn't do much Except they, they did criticize and condemn Jesus. The tax collectors and the sinners came to listen to Jesus. The tax collectors knew they were sinners in need of a Savior. So what type of person are you? Now you won't hear this from your pastor very often, but today I'm going to say it. Be an all-out sinner. No, I'm not giving you a license to sin. I'm telling you to be honest. The difference between these two types of people in these accounts is not that one group was righteous and the other group was, was sinners. No, they're all sinners. We are all sinners. The difference is that the one group came to listen to Jesus and let him tell them what they are. This was step one. <laughs> Step two was hearing Jesus call them something else, found and forgiven. Now, Jesus doesn't tell us to hide sin. That doesn't do any more good than, than throwing clutter in the closet to get rid of the mess. No, that's just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. It moves around the yucky things on the plate, but it doesn't get rid of them. Only Jesus' forgiven and searching love can take away our sin. We need Jesus and we know it. He has found us. He's grabbed hold of our hearts. Every, every evil thing, every wicked thought, every 
sin that stands to condemn you and that you, the sting of which you feel in your heart, Jesus came to take that away. If it wasn't for the searching love of Jesus, where would we be? He found us and washed us from our sins in the waters of holy baptism. Our good shepherd did not stop his search for us and even today he does not stop his search for us. When we go astray and the sinful pleasures of the world seem so great, he seeks us and recalls us through his word. When we speak words and thoughts that that are painful to loved ones that we know are going to hurt our relationships, there's only one person who truly brings healing and reconciliation. It's Jesus and his forgiveness and peace that covers over a multitude of wrongs. He is still eager to put us on his shoulders and carry us back And all day long, he seeks us out. All day long, he holds out his arms to us and calls us back. Now, that affects the way that we too view this world filled with other lost sinners, others who are in need of the good shepherd. Now, God tells us to hate sin. And rightly so. It is is evil. It's an abomination. And nobody hated sin more than Jesus, right? He despised it so much that he paid for it so that it would never cling to us. But does that mean that you and I look down on sinners? Or do you and I ignore sin and kind of brush it off? No big deal. How can we not fall into sin and yet love and embrace and help sinners? Well, that's really why I think Jesus told this second parable. This parable of the lost coin and the woman that goes to seek it. And Jesus tells this parable not to be redundant, but to show how carefully and how diligently God seeks us out and searches for us. Here's what Jesus said. A woman has 10 silver coins and loses one of them. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? Jesus wants you and me to have the same seeking love, a a love that is careful in our search. The houses in those days would have had dirt floors. And so this woman's search would have been pretty interesting. You know, she's digging in the dirt, she's sweeping around, and yet she's undeterred. She's searching carefully for that one silver coin. She lights a lamp, she starts the search, and then she finds it. She rejoices. She even says, let's throw a party, <laughs> which seems kind of odd because she, you throw a party, you're probably spending some money, and yet, yet she's so happy. She does it. And this is the careful searching love that God wants you and me to have in our world. So what will our careful efforts look like as we show love to other people? Well, you and I all have people in our lives who are hurting people who are in pain, whether they wear it on their sleeve or not. And Christ calls on us to let his light shine through us to them. To see the hurt that these people are going through, to see the hurt in our neighbor's eyes, and to shine with the love of Jesus Christ. Maybe it's somebody standing in line at the grocery store. Maybe it's a friend that you haven't talked to in a while. Maybe it's a family member that you sit next to every night for supper and yet you don't always realize just how they're hurting and just how how careful you and I can be with the love of Jesus Christ. You know, as a congregation, this is what God has called on us to do, to, to reach the lost, to find sinners, to bring them into 
God's love. And, and how do we do that? Well, we shine the light. We shine the light that God has planted in us, the light of the Holy Spirit. Lost coins don't find themselves. Sinners need the light of the Holy Spirit to shine in their hearts. And you and I get to bring that light. It's not angels who bring it. It's you and me. Sinners who once were lost, but now are found. We bring the light of God's word and he is working on our hearts the whole time. Christ calls sinners to repent and then he gives us more than a warm welcome. He gives us rejoicing in heaven. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you today and always as you rejoice in that saving, searching love of God, dear friends. Amen.